hello, hello, it is David Jemjang here for another week of All My Friends Are In Bar Bands. So great to be back for 2019. Thanks for returning once again and tuning in, checking all of this out. Conversely, if this is your first time listening, thank you so, so much. I really hope you enjoy your stay and that you enjoy everything that this podcast has to offer. And indeed, if this is your first time, you have picked a great time to join us. Today on the podcast, we have The Beths, the absolutely fantastic Auckland indie pop band uh, who have been spending a little bit more time in Australia of late, uh, including a headlining tour that happened this past December. It was around this time that I spoke with Liz, uh, the lead singer, uh, guitarist, and primary songwriter, as well as Jonathan, the lead guitarist, and one of the band's three backing vocalists. The band are in town for a run of Christmas shows to promote their Christmas 7-inch Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas and to promote their 2018 debut album, Future Me Hates Me. It's an absolutely fantastic record. It ended up being one of my absolute favorites of 2018, and I'm so glad that the momentum for that record has continued well into 2019. So we had a chat in the little alleyway pub slash bar next to the Lansdowne, so it's a little loud, and uh, it's a bit indistinct at times, but, uh, you know, you get the general vibe of what the three of us are talking about throughout the whole thing. I want to give a big thank you to my very good friend, Mr. Adam Buncher, for helping out with the audio on this one. Really appreciate your help. Thank you so, so much. I'm pretty happy with how this one went. Obviously, we were... Uh, people just meeting for the very, very first time, so it's kind of awkward when you're just getting a sense of one another, but uh, I think that we really ended up kind of warming to one another, and uh, I'm really glad that uh, we got to have that chat, because, yeah, like I said, they're one of my favorite bands at the moment, and uh, it was really, really cool to get to know them a little better and know a bit more about their side of the world. Now, if you would like to go and see the Beths live and you live in Australia, you have ample opportunity to do so this coming March. The Beths will be the main support on the national tour for the Smith Street Band, and they will also be doing a a select run of headlining shows as well, featuring Jess Lock. Okay, let's do a quick run-through of those dates now. The Smith Street Band will be doing two headlining shows at the Forum Theatre in Melbourne on the 21st and 22nd. The 22nd is sold out. The 21st has just gone on sale, so get your tickets for that one quick smart if you are in Melbourne. 23rd of March doing Day on the Lawn in Hobart, and on the 24th doing a headlining show Uh, at the Republic Bar and Cafe. Another headlining show on the 28th of March at the Foundry in Brisbane, backing that up with a sold-out Smith Street Band show at the Tivoli on Friday, March 29th. Then on to the Enmore Theatre in Sydney on the 30th of March. Uh, Another headlining show at Crowbar in Sydney on the 31st of March. Uh, Beth's headlining show happening at the Gasso in Collingwood in Melbourne on the 4th of April before they head over to Adelaide with the Smith Street Band, uh, playing at the Theberton Theatre on Friday the 5th of April, backing that up with a headlining show at Jive on the 6th of April. Then over to Perth 
doing a Beth's headlining show at Badlands on the 11th of April and wrapping up the tour with a Smith Street Band show at the Astor Theatre in Perth on Saturday the 13th of April. You can get all the information, all the dates and all the ticket info by heading over to thebeths.com. In the meantime, if you would like to get in touch with the podcast, you can do so by emailing us, barbandspod at gmail.com, B-A-R-B-A-N-D-S-P-O-D at gmail.com. We're also barbandspod on Twitter and Facebook. We'd absolutely love to hear from you if you want to know more about a guest, uh, if you are in management and would like to pitch a guest yourself, anything in and around those lines. As I always say, we are open for business, so please drop us an email or get in touch however you would like to. You can also head over to all my friends are in barbands.com for more information. And if you like this podcast, if you like what you hear, there are a couple of ways to support us. You can give us a five-star rating and subscribe using Apple Podcasts or indeed subscribing wherever you get your podcasts from. And you can also financially support me and all my podcasting, writing and musical endeavors by heading to patreon.com slash David James Young. All of that is a really big boost and a really big help in terms of supporting all of my creative endeavors, including all my friends are in bar bands. So if you would like a bit of bonus content and perks, etc., then that is for you. And you can support me and this podcast for as little as $1 a month. Every little bit helps and it is massively, massively appreciated. So, patreon.com slash David James Young for more information on that. But for now, let's get into our chat with Liz and John from The Beths. I'm David Chimchung, and all my friends are in bar bands. Today, I'd like to introduce you to my friends, the Beths. Hello. Hey, hey. Please introduce yourselves. Uh, my name's Liz. And I'm John. And we play in the band called the Beths. All right, sorry, yeah. True story. I forgot about that. <laughs> it's your band. You should know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is Wednesday afternoon. We're in Sydney, and the Beths are on a small run of headlining shows across Australia. How many times have you guys played Sydney before? Um, twice. Yeah, we've, twice. We, we, last time we were here, we played at the King King Street Crawl. Oh, nice. Um, at the venue, I can't remember the name of the venue. Oh, it was the Mali. The Mali. Ah, uh, yeah. And then um, we were here actually like a year and a half ago or something, or maybe even two years ago, and we played um, Tokyo Sing Song, which was downstairs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was at like midnight or one a.m. or something insane, and it was uh, it was it was great. <laughs> That thing is incredible. Like it's like a it's like a makeshift karaoke venue. Like normally that's where they have like wow. yeah, like karaoke shit. So yeah. it was like pleasantly weird. I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, comfortably outside the comfort zone. That's 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 a good position to find yourself in, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You live in Australia, for you? Uh, 
uh, as a small, small child, yeah, uh, like my my mum's from Indonesia and I was born there in Jakarta and then we moved to Perth when I was probably about one or, or a little bit younger and then my sister was born there and we lived there probably not for very long, maybe a, a couple of years, yeah, uh, maybe a little bit more and then we moved to New Zealand just before I started school. Um, yeah, so I was resident in Perth for a few glorious years. But I, I can't really remember. <laughs> I don't think you missed much, just quietly. Ah, oh. I, re- I remember. I remember like swimming pools and stuff, but I think I'm mainly remembering things that like you know you watch home movies. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you're like, no, I remember that, but you don't. <laughs> okay, so I begin these uh, by tracing back the initial interest in music, specifically where it changed from being something that maybe you're watching on TV or listening to on the radio or something like that to being something. Where it's just like, this is what I want to do. I want to sing, I want to play guitar, I want to be a musician. Uh, let's start with you. How did music kind of factor into like, your childhood and your upbringing, etc.? Well, when I was like really little, my, my parents, I have three sisters, and so right. um, there was a period where we all had to take piano lessons, and so this like piano teacher would come to our house, and one by one, you know, we'd all do our like 15 minute lesson or whatever, and until eventually all of us like kind of got grumpy and quit. Yeah. But I did uh, learn to read music then, and then kind of remembered and kept making music as as I like got older and started to like p- then then picked up guitar and, and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it actually made a difference. Kind of remembering just like the real ba- the real basics. I find it really really helpful. Yeah. I don't know. Once I started high school, there was this thing you could do where you could sign up for lessons, and they would happen in the school time. And uh, I was like, how many can you sign up for? And when they said as many as you want, I just kind of went a bit nuts. And I signed up for trumpet, um, which is the instrument that I studied at university. Oh, wow. And um, signed up for guitar as well, and percussion, and like... Taiko drums. Yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was a good time. Amazing. John, what about you? Like the same start, different midpoint, same end of the story to okay. Liz. So, same start of like piano lessons, some sort of mandatory interest or, or, or something like that, and then now I mean we just did the same thing at every turn. Like, really? we come high school, did all the saxophone and trombone lessons and guitar lessons, and then I don't know, watched the Jungle Book Disney sure. movie a bunch of times when I was real young. Like, this this good musical movie. Oh. Like Louis Prima and loving that. Hell yeah. So, did you both grow up around Auckland? Or, I, I know you mentioned you were in Perth for a little bit, but whereabouts did you move to? Moved to East Auckland, yeah. Right. It's a similar neighbourhood, but we ended, up, we ended up going to the same high school. Right, okay. Intermediate too? Buckland's Beach? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, but we, we didn't know each different, other. different years though. What was that like musically growing up? Was it, like a, was it one of those classic things in high school where it's just like there's only like a handful of like very specific niche people that are into the same sort of music? The as indie you? kids. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, it was like yeah. exactly like that. Yeah, we were in the indie kids, and we both had our in, our like kid bands, yeah. and we I think we played like basically our first proper gig together but not in the same band but in different bands but right. we were at the same Auckland Arts Festival event of like I don't know three oh, yeah. young indie bands or something yeah yeah we played a thing called um what's it called folk uh 
Nope, it was some kind of folk yeah, thing. What was Craft, it? It was called Craft, craft, craft Afternoon work. or Craft Craft Tea? It was Craft Work. Craft Work. But like Craft, like there was people selling crafts uh, and then there was like folk bands playing. Brilliant. <laughs> so what, was, what were your respective bands? Uh, mine was a band called Teacups, who uh, was in a band... I was in since I was like 15 and I used to go busking with my friend Chelsea who she still makes music actually she's like incredible her name's Chelsea Jade and um yeah and she was like the first person I kind of started writing music with nice yeah and mine was called Artisan Guns it's uh it's a band it's a band <laughs> it was a very good band and so you're willing to go hold was it that bad? No, it wasn't bad. I don't think it was too bad. It's quite right? a little bit cringeworthy. We even played a few shows in Australia. Oh wow! But maybe it's not that cringeworthy. It's lots of it's lots of more so cringy it's, it's bands. A well, it's a well-respected band. It's a fine band. <laughs> it's a fine, it's still fine, it. fine, upstanding band. That's a nice turnaround. We've got to be the happy result. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very therapeutic. I'm glad we talked about it. Yes, yeah. yes, indeed. What, what other stuff were you two doing before the Beths kind of kicked off? Like, uh, what, what sort of bands were you playing in? Uh, what were you playing around that time? I was playing uh, in a bunch of bands. Uh, I was playing mostly, like, indie music of various kinds. Like, I played uh, guitar and piano for this guy, Lawrence Arabia, uh, and I played guitar and recorded the albums of another guy, Anthony Tonin, and I played music with... Uh, New Zealand artist who does tours of Europe and is quite successful there called Princess Chelsea. Yeah, so I was doing a a bunch of different things and running a small project studio as well, recording some of some of these bands. And yeah, continued to do that up until to do all the juggle all these different things up until maybe about May this year when Liz and, and I uh, really like stepped up the Beths a bit more. Yeah, sure. Yeah. When we started this band, it was like post uh, studying music at university where I was doing the trumpet and so I was playing a lot of trumpet. Yeah, guess, sure. And, and like, I guess things like jazz projects but also like Auckland, I'm, I'm not a, like a good enough jazz trumpet player and like um, Auckland's not a big enough city that I was like doing that full time yeah, anyway sure. close to. So I was teaching it as well and also oh, nice. um, playing in you played, like, lots you, of like folk you, projects and things like that or I don't know, some kind of weird old uh, experimental projects as well. Yeah, just, like, yeah. just like fun stuff and where, where like the music scene is small enough that all of your friends have some kind of project and you just kind of like all play with yeah. each other. Liz is quite good at the trumpet. She's good enough that she got the call to play with Belle and Sebastian when they came to New Zealand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was quite interesting because like you, we didn't rehearse with the band at all. They just like in every city they go to, their MD like rehearses up some local session musicians and then yeah, like, nice. and then you meet them just before you go on stage and then you, and you play to like, um, yeah, it was really interesting. It was cool. Nice. What song did you play? I can't remember. It was one of the trumpety ones. <laughs> you played like two trumpet solos. Yeah. Off the first record, two, two songs that have trumpet solos. Yeah, the first I can't remember. I can't remember they were. What one they of them were. had Harmon at the front. Yeah. Yeah. It was at Laneway in, uh, in Auckland. So oh, and she got a got a big. You got a big shout out from the oh. lead guy. Oh yeah. Stuart Murdoch. Yeah. Stuart Murdoch was like, "Come on, Liz, take a bow." Oh. <laughs> it was it's cute. All, it's it's was all a blur. Very cute. I was like, oh, I've, I've done a clam. I need to, I need to feel the shame now, and just stop listening. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's what I was doing, and then this was like 
a way to play something. I don't know, play guitar music, I guess. Trump is really tiring. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I, I had very kind of shitty stamina, so I wasn't like... I just, I really like the idea on, on guitar, which is an instrument that I, like, used to play and write on and stuff, that you could turn out really loud and, like, just play and yeah. um, not worry about your face falling off. <laughs> Hasn't happened yet. And I, I know you can melt faces, but I don't think yeah. the face itself is It's different though, yeah. yeah. There's less face, yeah. less face pain. <laughs> it's the other people's faces too. Yeah, yeah, it's true. That's all you got to worry about. Your, your own face is safe. <laughs> when and where was the first Beth show? The first Beth show was uh, a house party at my then flat. Uh, and it was Ollie's... It was a friend of ours, like, 29th birthday. It was a Halloween party? Like Halloween party? Was it a Halloween party? Wasn't you shook her head, was, which is like, do you disagree? Show, our first show was at King's Arms. Are you sure? Yeah. It's our very first show. My dad came. Hey. Was that before the house parties and stuff as well? Yeah. yeah. But the house party was great. Let's talk about that instead. What it was, was the King's Arms show? I'm curious. I can't remember it. Was, it. Was, uh, was it was like Dick's Friend Blues and Baby Shakes. Ah... It was like other bands that we play in. Yeah. yeah right. So we opened for our own and, and silly we had to, other and bands. And we had to come up with a band name in time for that show. Because we didn't have a name. So I we feel were, like we still played under our original working title we did at not. Bailton Road. Uh, no, we didn't. Okay, okay. But anyway, the, the, the house party show um, was, a, was a Halloween party. And Ben, our bass player went as um, someone with axes for hands. <laughs> yeah. So he just, well, he just had taped axes to his to his arms and then played the bass. With, um, I can't imagine that would have ended well. They, I think they were fake axes. I hope they were fake axes. <laughs> Hilarity ensued. Was that the, extent, the full extent of the costume? Yeah, I believe. Oh, I mean, he might have kind of dressed a bit lumberjacky. Maybe. Yeah. Do you remember your costumes? I was Hermione. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I think I had a. I think I also had like a breakdown that night because I was doing a. I was playing in a musical that had gone for like three months. Oh my god! And I was every Free night. Trumpet. Yeah. Oh my god! And, I, and it was and it was uh, and I was just like I didn't like it. <laughs> it wasn't for me. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I don't know. You know what? It was about to start. And I was like, I can't do this for three months. But I did it. It was fine. <laughs> was it? What were yeah. you? Were you I think Jesus? I was zombie Jesus. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. yeah zombie Perfect. Jesus. I mean, that's technically true. I mean, give rise from the dead, you know, you're, it's historically accurate. Oh, yeah. It's canon. <laughs> it's canon. Yeah. It's part of the extended universe. <laughs> we're, yeah. all, we're all waiting for that sequel. Yes, yeah. <laughs> the Bible two. Complete the trilogy. <laughs> Where are you, George Lucas? Oh, right. When we need you. When we need you. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, so at what point do things kind of kick off? Where you, you mentioned like not wanting to, you know, do the jazzy trumpety sort of stuff anymore. But was there any? particular point where you just like, alright, we're just going to put that aside and just focus on this band for now? Um, oh, that was probably new this year. I still like playing the trumpet a lot. Yeah, sure. This was just like kind of a, a something else that we were doing that was that was fun, but it was only at like the very start of this year, end of last year, we kind of decided that the record was good and that we should try and we should just tour it. And about the same time that I started booking that, we hooked up with Car Park, the label that we've ended up on, who are from oh, yeah, Washington, yeah. D.C., yeah, and so that it just kind of meant that like with the, that they had kind of helped us a little bit with things um, a bit later on. But I don't know. That was when we just kind of decided to 
just do this for a while and see how it went. Yeah, sure, sure. How, how long have you kind of been touring? Like, had the Bats done much touring through New Zealand and stuff like that up to that point? Yeah, we would have been playing for like two or three years already. Because yeah. um, we, we like rehearsed for like six months or something or nine months before we played and then we played for like a year before we recorded. And mm. So it was all pretty slow going because it was just like a side project, I suppose. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was a side project until we decided to start working on the release for this album basically it was yeah it was a sideline side kind of yeah. bit of fun we put out an EP and we toured New Zealand a bit and like went to camp to Australia a couple of times uh, yeah. just just Melbourne the first time we then... played that festival by the Meadow eh? yeah we did by yeah. the Meadow was great fun. time yeah. uh, south of Melbourne but yeah, yeah it's good just kind of Doing it ourselves. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I've only had a couple of uh, New Zealand artists on, on the podcast previously. I've had Die Die Die. Great. And oh, yeah. I've had uh, Carbon Carb as well. Oh, Super great. Good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolute legends. Um, yeah, they're geniuses. Yeah, yeah. So, so good. But um, yeah, obviously both have, you know, very different experiences with the extended, you know, like indie slash DIY community of, of New Zealand. And like, I, I, like, I'm curious as to what it's been like for, for you guys kind of coming up out of that and, you know, like establishing yourselves outside of that, you know, to the point where you're, you know, not home most of the year and get to do all this sort of stuff outside of it. It's a, it's a very rare band. Uh, uh, um, you have to hit a pretty special, strike a special chord with the New Zealand public yeah. to establish yourself as a, 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 and kind of build a big following as a band just by playing in New Zealand yeah you know it, yeah it's very 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 few like I can think of like you know one band this year who's maybe done done that or something like that yeah, I, sure. I think the strategy or strategy like the thing you do is and the thing you kind of prepare all your ambitions towards is like um, doing big international tours and trying to like carve out 150 people in 50 or 100 different cities yeah, who, who yeah, will really sure. like your music and then hopefully that kind of re- re- like uh, that kind of love kind of finds its way back to to New Zealand and Australia and and you, you sort of organically grow from there or something like that yeah. uh, and, th- and that, that was very much our strategy as well our thing that we wanted to do was like yeah, we want to like go and travel a lot and do lots of international touring. Yeah, we kept kept touring New Zealand and Australia as well. But you know, yeah, we we we're, we're just like an indie band. We're never going to have these big, big giant breakthroughs of like being on I don't know commercial uh, radio. Something being on like commercial that. radio in this in, in our home country or or like being on national television or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, those opportunities just aren't really there. Sure. So yeah, it's, but I mean, the, also our platform was really strong. Like the Auckland music scene is really super strong, and we love like so many of these bands and musicians that we play with are very inspiring. So yeah, I think we we probably had a pretty high level of confidence at, at that point. Which point? Point of deciding to like yeah. do some do some touring something yeah I think I don't know we could feel that like we'd very very slowly built kind of a, a base of people who liked coming to shows who weren't just our friends yeah which is like it's, it's kind of nice and, and like exciting when you start doing shows and people that you don't know come yeah 
Yeah, it's kind of like a barrier that you like a threshold or something. That's our classic DIY thing. We know our friends' fans have made it when people we don't know are there and know the words. Yeah, yeah. How did you know about this? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, did you go to school with this guy? Like, how do you know this? <laughs> yeah, you can see this on my Facebook feed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, yeah, it was just kind of that. Yeah, like, yeah. That, 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 was, um, that was pretty cool. To very slowly see happen over our hometown over years and then have it be very strange to go somewhere else. And it's just there. It's the same amount of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I can imagine it's just been ridiculous this year in terms of, like, the extent to which you've gotten to, to play and tour it, etc. I'm like, yo, what have been some of the, the highlights for you guys in terms of playing shows in support of this record? It's just being... I, I, for instance, I, I'd never been away from home for very long. I'd, I'd right. been on, like, little, like, on holidays and things, but this is the longest I've been away from home, like, three months and yeah. at a time or whatever. I don't know. It, it was just really great just doing that and like seeing lots of different places I suppose um highlight shows I like like Chicago and DC were pretty cool uh everywhere in Glasgow would be great DC where Car Park our label is our American label is based is pretty special for for us like it so and we, so we really like going there and it's quite nice having a way into that city as well because I think it's maybe a slightly unapproachable city for lots of people yeah. but it's pretty pretty great city and then yeah chicago we drove from seattle to play that show so it's a three-day drive you drive like across the top of the country through the absolute middle of nowhere like you know there's one it would be like driving across the australian outback or something but maybe not quite that bad but yeah yeah. Uh, there's a snowstorm and we have to drive real slow and got into the accommodation one night at 2am and then you just drive all day the next day and all the day the next and then you finally get to Chicago yeah Yeah, we're kind of like van zombies and then um, and then like it was like one of the biggest shows of the tour like it it sold out I don't know people were just really sweet there and like um, really love music and are really like um, expressive about it (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. great place. Yeah, I know, of, like, uh, for a bit of those tours, like, some of the shows that are out there and some of the shows that are at Ivan as well. Like, uh, was it difficult to kind of, uh, like, basically bring in completely new people and just be like, all right, here's the songs, this is what we do, and, you know, oh, by the way, we're going to be doing this for several months at the time. <laughs> <laughs> no uh, pressure. It, we we talked a lot to... Um, when we decided what we wanted to do and talk to like Ben and Ivan about what they were going to be doing and Ben yeah. was still teaching and Ivan had his own project at the time and yeah. so we talked to Chris and Katie and talked about what it was going to be like and lots of talking and um, making sure that you know they knew what was going on and we knew what was going to happen and that was the first tour and yeah it's been something really fun to do with like to kind of get closer to some people like yeah. Katie who was drumming on the first tour was like such a dream to, to talk with like such a lovely person and yeah. like um, such a like a, a beacon of light to have on tour like um, and Chris and Chris who was playing bass was Jonathan's brother he was um, just like super nice all the time he's a dependable man yeah just was like that? super reliable and, and great and just yeah it, it's it's it's, it's hard to like rehearse up songs I guess but I mean it's um, it was something really special I think that we got to kind of all do, all do together and now now Ben is um, back in the band and it's really great to have him along and he's quit his job and he's going to come and do this with us for a while and like it's, it's exciting and like yeah it's it's just 
it's just nice to make music with people that you like. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah. Now that you're in this position where you know you do have these audiences across, you know, literally around the world now, which is you know, crazy to think about. Like, are you kind of thinking like long term? Do you see longevity to, to what the bats is and, and what I guess what you're capable of doing with it in terms of it being a, a touring and recording thing? I like it. I like to keep doing it. I like, which we keep trying to find ways for it to be sustainable for us as people, like, <laughs> so that we don't like burn out. But I mean, I don't know. It would be nice to keep making music, and that's yeah. I don't really have any um, more grand, grandiose uh, ideas than, than that. Just reaching a, a place where you can kind of keep doing it. Um, people are okay with it <laughs> yeah that's right I mean and keeping keeping us keeping ourselves happy is really important to us as well very much actively uh, think about how we want our environment to be and, and really like try to have very loving positive relationships with all these people who, who are around us and you know they're the same people that you're gonna see all day every day for two or three months on end a, a certain very low level of conflict is probably helpful but kind of like oh no oh, like healthy I should say but you know in, in, anything we just need to be really on top of everything yeah because any in, any level of acrimony would just make the whole thing not worth doing yeah, you know totally. you're away from home so much and and you don't really you're not really a tourist you're not really like seeing these beautiful sights of the cities you're in or something like that it's really all about the shows and if you're not having a good time and loving the people you're with, then it's kind of a pointless exercise. So, yeah. Okay, so we'll wrap it up here, but before we do that, I ask this of all of my guests, and now it's your turn. I want to know about the best and worst shows that you have ever played in your entire lives. Best? Should we split the best and worst, or should we both do, do you got a best? Uh, I have to think of the best. I got the worst at the tip of my tongue. <laughs> the worst is kind of, yeah, the worst is pretty pretty straightforward for us, yeah. Mm. I mean, I've played some some bad ones. I've played some garbage ones as like a, um, as a, like a trumpet player yeah. just starting out, uh, which maybe it's just too complicated to go into. Um, <laughs> But there's the, the, the worst show with this band was definitely like we played at the opening for this film festival. Right. It was in like a real fancy venue like, under where the cinema was, and that everyone came down after watching this heavy like three-hour documentary. Yeah. And then like it was like we had to play for 45 minutes, like quite loud in this room, and like you know where people are kind of like, do you think you could play quieter? And you're just like, I, <laughs> we're playing like, as quiet as we can with acoustic drums, I guess. Like. Uh, and then uh, it was like halfway through our last song, and like this this old dude just like came up and like started yelling at us to stop. And it, uh, yeah, it turned out he was like the rich patron of the festival. Wow! <laughs> and it was just like this was not a good fit. Oh, um, no. We ended up finishing the song because he was a real he was a real not a nice man. <laughs> but yeah, it was pretty it was pretty shit. Yeah, yeah, I had a, I had a little cry in the equipment room afterwards. And it was fine. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty bad. It was pretty good. Uh, it gave us an idea of like what gigs not to take. Because in, in, in leading up to it, it sounded like it was going to be a real good gig. It's like it's a party, and like people like, just, and it just ended up quite different, understandably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in a way that maybe we should have foreseen. <laughs> John, what about you? Can you can you top that? With a worst gig, worst ever gig. I'm not too sure. I mean, I like I. I maybe don't want to think about them. 
I, there's, I, I definitely am like, uh, like right now. I'm, what's going on in my head is I'm, I'm considering the possibility of trying to drag up some memories of when I've really messed up on a gig oh, as yeah. a as a worst worst possible gig. But I'm I've, I've just managed to hold those memories at bay, and I've decided <laughs> I'm not going to go there. I'm afraid that we'll save that for like episode two or three of the Beth Summers podcast. Move really built up a good relationship because yeah, maybe you don't want to see that side of me but um, yeah I'm not going to go there they're still repressed successfully repressed so for now for now I'm going to go with that Beth's gig which I felt like we played quite well <laughs> and yeah. the situation made it the worst gig ever yeah, sure, and it was sure. no, no fault of our own and no need to repress it yeah yeah um, it's, it's great very convenient yeah very convenient um, I'll go with that yeah. what's best gig this, the, our last two Auckland headline shows are pretty special. Yeah, it's probably those. Not just because we can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's pretty. They're pretty yeah. pretty good at homecoming shows and playing with our friends' bands again after being away for six months and stuff like that. It's pretty special. Yeah. What else you got? I that one. Open City Limits one was quite nice. Oh, yeah, that so. was nice. Yeah, like, it was like we got to play outside, and it was like I don't know, it was just fun. It was like the start of last year, like right before we were about to leave on tour, and it was kind of like saying goodbye or something. And yeah, yeah, it was. That was um, a really nice, a really nice, friendly feeling show. Wonderful. Yeah. The album is Future Me Hates Me. It is out now. It will be out still by the time that you hear this, as will the Christmas 7-inch. And uh, in a matter of months, the best will be back to Australia touring with friends of the show, The Smith Street Man. So that will be a wonderful, wonderful tour. Looking forward to having you back. But in the meantime, uh, thank you both so, so much for taking the time to chat us today. Really appreciate it. All right, thanks for having us. Yeah, happy Christmas. Likewise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm David Jamesong, and all my friends and brothers.